everyone. I am doing a very quick little Persuasion 2022 Netflix update. I know I already talked about this for over an hour in my last episode, so if you don't want to hear it, that is perfectly fine. Please move along. But I have now consumed a lot of other um, reviews, criticisms, critiques, what, what have you, um, that I hadn't seen when I did my initial review of the movie. So I have some other takes that I want to talk about. And um, basically, my friends are tired of hearing of it. And so I'm going to tell you guys instead. Um, and that's really where we're at, where we're at right now. So the first thing I want to talk about is everybody's talking about how this movie, <clears throat> The New Persuasion, is modern and it's modernized and people are don't like the modern language and all of this. And I feel like that's a bit of a misnomer. Um, and I heard, I got this from somewhere, I don't remember where now because I've watched a bunch of YouTube videos and read a bunch of stuff on Facebook and it's, I've consumed a lot of media critiquing this movie because I feel passionately about how bad it is. And that I want to talk about. So, I don't know where I got this idea from, but somewhere. I did not come up with it organically, I don't think. Um, but I don't feel like it actually is modern. Like, they modernized the language in that it's not Jane Austen language. But I feel like it also, this movie feels very dated. So it's more modern than, you know, 1813 or 1817 when it was published. But it's not a 2022 movie. It feels like it's about 20 years dated. Right? I feel like it's a very much an early 2000s, maybe even 90s sort of rom-com tropes and setup for a movie. It feel And so even though it's modernized in that it's more modern than the 1800s, it's not modern in that it doesn't feel very now. And I think that that is a big problem, is that even though it has been modernized, it feels still very, like, dated. I hope that makes sense. It really doesn't feel now. It feels around like 2000, 2002, 2005, somewhere around there. So it feels very dated, even though it's brand new. And so this idea that they've modernized it, I think part of the reason that doesn't work for me is that it kind of got modernized, but it didn't get modernized to now. It got modernized to the year 2000. And that is... That is, I think, part of the problem for the whole vibe and feel of it, in my opinion. Is that it was modernized, but not not all the way. Um, in, like, the way that they're using the language. For example, like, if you're, a, if you're a 5 in London, you're a 10 in Bath. That kind of language. That feels like a very dated thing to say. I don't feel like people are talking like that anymore. I feel like that was something that people said, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, so it is like not something, it is like a modern language in that I understand what you're saying, but it's not modern language and I don't feel like people are talking like that anymore. So it feels very odd. It just gives it an odd feeling, in my opinion, when you sort of modernize, but not really, is kind of how I feel about that. Because I do think that the modernization of the language works a little bit better when like Mary's talking about, you know, her self-understanding and needing to love herself and that kind of thing. That works a little bit better because I do think that that language is a little more modern, like to today. But like the he's a ten and I never trust a ten and if you're a five that's that language feels very dated, and also just the Anne personality that they give her, 
Um, so they take a character, and this is, I think, the fatal flaw of the movie, in my opinion, is just the complete misunderstanding of their main character. So Anne, they take a character who in the book and in previous adaptations is a very internal, introverted, quiet character. And they do the common thing that Hollywood tends to do is that they don't understand how to deal with an introverted character. And so they make them an extrovert. And I don't like that as an introverted person. I would really love to see an introvert portrayed well on TV. And I feel like they're kind of far and few between, at least as main characters. So they take this introverted main character, they make her an extrovert, but they don't just make her an extrovert, they make her into a completely different character, and they make her into basically a sort of Bridget Jones-esque thing, which also, I think, goes along with this datedness thing. Because I feel like, again, in the early aughts, in the 90s early aughts sort of rom-com movie, there was this big trend to have your main character... The way you prove that she's, you know, a not-like-other-girls stereotype thing is you make her quirky. So she's not just some random pretty girl. She is quirky. And the way you show you that she's quirky is that she is bumbling and she falls down a lot. And, I don't know, she's very, like... <sighs> she bumps into things and she's nervous. I don't know. It just... It feels like there was a time frame where there were a bunch of rom-coms with this character um, that they have turned Anne into. And that, I think, also adds to this datedness feel. Is like It feels like an early, the early aughts sort of movie where they had a whole rash of the Bridget Jones-esque main character who falls all over herself and drops things and, like... I have a very vivid memory of some rom-com, I don't even remember which one, where the main character's like holding a stack of books and she trips over her own feet and like the books go flying that sort of situation where I feel like there were a million rom-coms in that era that the main female character you know wore glasses and got a makeover that, that was a big thing um but was also sort of klutzy and dropped things and tripped over her own feet and that kind of stuff and that was how we knew that she was quote-unquote quirky and not like other girls and part of that trope thing which I'm not a huge fan of and does not feel modern, right? It feels very dated. Um, and so I think that that's part of the flaw overall. Well, the big flaw is that they don't understand who Anne is. But part of like the feel, the vibe of the movie that doesn't work is that they were modernizing it sort of, but they didn't modernize it far enough into feeling now. It feels dated. And it feels like they went with a bunch of sort of lazy tropes from the rom-com genre as opposed to really making it feel actually current. So they modernized it, but they didn't make it current. I hope this is making some sort of sense. And, you know, so I've talked, I talked about in the last time I went through every scene and all these different issues I had with the movie. Those are all still, I stand by it. But I guess I want to just, I feel like I've had, I don't know whether this is really an epiphany, but it feels like it to me. That the problem is that it's not really current. It's modernized, but not current. And Anne is not Anne. <laughs> and those are our fundamental issues here. And I mean, I think the thing is that they've done adaptations where they changed the main character before. Like the, I think it's the 1999 Mansfield Park. It's a Mansfield Park adaptation where they change Fanny Price into someone completely different. And it's another similar concept where Fanny Price is a very internal... Um, 
introverted sort of character who doesn't talk a lot. And so when they made the movie adaptation, they decided to change her into a much more talkable, talking kind of extroverted personality. And they made her sort of a Lizzie Bennet, Jane Austen hybrid sort of character. And it's not true to the book, but I do love that movie and I think it works however, how they did it. So I actually, there is a way that you can completely change the concept of the main character and the story still sort of works. I guess, I mean, I wouldn't have thought so, but I, I do think that movie works in almost all categories. There's a few things that bug me. But the actual, like the change of Fanny Price doesn't bother me. Um, so, but this change in Anne really does. And I think for me, the difference is that they completely changed the character of Fanny Price in that movie of Mansfield Park, but they still made her into a character I liked because I love Lizzie Bennet and the, the Jane Austen writings that they used and things like they turned her, they turned her into a completely different character, but I liked that character they turned her into. I didn't like this Anne. They turned her into a completely different character and I don't like the character they turned her into. And I think it also makes the movie just not make internal sense, I don't think. This Anne doesn't fit the story that they're doing, right? This Anne would not have been able to tell Frederick that she just doesn't want to marry him anymore. Like, he would have known why, like, I don't know. This Anne doesn't seem like she, like, the characters keep saying that she's capable and she can do all these things. But it doesn't seem like she can. We don't get any evidence that she can. So it doesn't feel like it works. I don't know if this is adding anything to the conversation. I just have been thinking about it more since I put out my last episode and felt like I had more to say, even though I talked about it for over an hour. Um, so maybe the movie was successful in that. It gave me, It made me really think about persuasion and talk about what's wrong with this movie. To try and really like piece it together and figure it out. Um, and I have similar thoughts about like the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. <clears throat> not to make everyone hate me. But I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I don't think it's as bad as this new Persuasion. I'm not trying to make that comparison. But I'm not a huge fan. I, I will always be um, a fan of the 95. The 95 is perfect. Can't touch it. The 2005 just doesn't live up to that for me. Um... If you love it, I'm not saying that you're a bad person or you are not a good Austin fan. Please don't come at me. But just my personal taste, I like the 95 a lot more. And I felt like there were a lot of issues with the 2005 that I couldn't figure out at first. I came out with just like a sort of a generally negative feeling. I saw it in theaters and I came out afterwards and I, I went with my mom and my mom like yeah, asked me how I liked it afterwards. And I just kind of was like vaguely, I didn't really love it. And I can't tell you why. I don't know why I didn't love it. I should have. Like, on paper, should have loved this movie. Why didn't I? And it took me, I actually ended up getting it on DVD and watching it a bunch more times. This is back when DVDs were a thing. Um, and it took me a while. Like, I watched it multiple times to, like, because I needed to figure out why don't I like this? Why is this bad? Like, why don't, why is it not enjoyable for me? And it took me a long time to, like, figure out the details of, like, oh, okay, this, these are the things that are problematic about this movie for me. And I um, plan to eventually review that movie. And so I will go into those details. Not planning to do that here. But it took me a while to like really like think about it. And it made me... The thing that I will say that it's good about the 2005 that I really think helped me in my Jane Austen development 
is that it really made me think about Pride and Prejudice and the storylines and what is good and what's bad and what I like about the story and what I like about the characters in the story and what they changed in the 2005 and why that didn't work for me. It really did make me like sort of give me an excuse to really like dig in and think about all those things to try and be able to articulate what I didn't like about the 2005. Like to be able to articulate that well, I had to really think about and investigate Pride and Prejudice in a way I had not done before. And so I really do like what it got me to do, even though I still don't particularly enjoy that movie. Although the soundtrack is great. Love the soundtrack. Um, so I feel like this movie is worse going to like, I, I would definitely rank it below the 2005 Pride and Prejudice, but it does similar things for me in this moment in that I have not been a huge fan of persuasion. And when I read it, it felt a lot slower and sadder and not the fun, peppy, bright stuff like Pride and Prejudice and Emma are that I really love about Jane Austen. But watching this movie and feeling like how bad I did about this movie has really made me go back and think about persuasion again and really dig in and like what's good about persuasion what did I like about persuasion what was Anne's character really telling me and doing for me and it was really an interesting thing to be able to like kind of take that in and think about it and it's made me do that same thing that the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice did where I really am having to be critically analyzing my own thoughts and of this work and what these characters are and how I interpret them and how how the story works for me for me to be able to articulate what is wrong with the changes that they've made. Um, I don't think it's as deep because I really it took me longer with the 2005 version because I think it's a better adaptation so it was harder for it took me longer to really like pick out the details that bother me and what the problems were. Um, this one there were some very glaringly obvious things so it's not the same situation but I'm trying to be positive and figure out what is the positive of this and I think the positive is that I hated this movie so much that it's made me think about persuasion again and it's making me want to go watch some of the older adaptations it's making me want to go read the book again because it's making me feel more positive about the original material by being so bad I don't know how that works I don't know psychologically why that's happening but it is really making me want to go back and do that reread of Persuasion that I've been planning to do for a while. It's making me want to watch some of the other Persuasion adaptations. Um, it really is making me want to engage with the original source material more than I wanted to before. Because, by being so bad, it's making me want to sort of like go back and see why the original was better. <laughs> Um, so that's an interesting side effect in my opinion. I don't know. I think it's interesting to think about in that way. I don't know. It's unclear. But that is what I really wanted to just come back and talk about is the new persuasion that the, that I, I think I had already really talked about how the, the Anne character makes no sense to me and is not Anne from the book at all, but is also just not a character that I connect with or like or feel like is good in the movie anyway 
but I think the 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 point that I really wanted to talk about and make is really about that datedness, how it really doesn't feel like a current modern movie. It feels like I don't know. Yeah, it just feels dated. It feels like it's from the 90s, from the 2000s. Feels, you know, 20 years old. It does not feel like a modern sensibility to the movie. And it just ends up feeling dated and not as fun. And so the thing is, I'm not against modernization. I think if they had actually modernized it and made it feel current, it could have worked. I think the part that doesn't work is that it doesn't feel current. It feels like I'm watching a movie that is old. <laughs> and uh, there's a reason I'm not a huge fan of the early aughts and 90s rom-coms. They don't, I'm not, I don't love it. I don't love that vibe. I don't love the feel. It, it makes me feel icky. A lot of the stuff about, you know, the makeovers and the, and the bumbling female main character and all of that. I'm not a huge fan. It's not my vibe. And uh, so personal taste wise, this is also not my vibe. But people who love early aughts and 90s rom-coms might love this. I don't know. Um, it does, I mean, it seems few and far between. Most people, it seems to be very high on the hatred list. But I have seen some positive reviews. So some people like it. And again, same as the 2005 Pride and Prejudice situation. If you like this movie, if you find it enjoyable, I'm happy for you. I am not trying to yuck your yum. I am not trying to tell you that you should hate it and you're a bad person for liking it. Doesn't bother me at all. Love it. Love what you love more power to you but I still get to have opinions about it and I still get to um analyze it critically and try to figure out why it is that I am not having that reaction because where I'm coming from is the place of having watched the movie and felt come out feeling like ugh bad don't like that and then going back and like why is that why did I not like that and these are the reasons I'm coming up with these are the things that I think are bothering me and causing problems for me in enjoying this movie and I am rambling again, and this is much longer than I thought it was going to be because I was really thinking I was going to come on for like five minutes, which I should know better because I talk a lot. Unlike Anne, who should not be talking as much as she does in this movie. <laughs> anyway, that's really all I had. I just wanted a very brief update to continue my thoughts about persuasion based on what I've seen since the last time we talked about it. Um, so this is just a little minisode to talk about that for a little bit. Again, if you guys have any thoughts or want to come at me for my thoughts on the 2005 Pride and Prejudice, I will try not to engage. But my Twitter and email and everything should be in the description. Come at me. Let me know what you think. I am really enjoying the discussions I'm seeing online right now about the persuasion. I know some people are really over it. <laughs> I've gotten that too. But I am still really enjoying listening to people and like thinking about what, what the problem is. Um... You know, like what what was in, what was in this movie for me? I am really enjoying the discussion, and I'm still very much thinking about it. Even if I have no interest in watching the movie again, I'm watching all the reviews I can find. I find it very interesting to think see what people think about this. So, yeah, let me know, please. Get in contact. Let me know what you think. Love to hear it. Would love to discuss. Um, and now. I really will try to come back with Pride and Prejudice next time instead of more debate about persuasion. But I can't help it. I'm sorry. I wasn't planning to do this. It just kind of happened. Okay. Bye.